Are you redoing your kitchen and have 11 grandchildren to feed? And maybe just one more question? Well, you better call Paul. Hi, Ann. Can you hear me? Hi, Paul. Yes, I can. Perfectly. Thank you. Wonderful. So uh, welcome to Calls with Paul. So I'm just looking over the printouts that you just sent me of your kitchen. You didn't send me any plans or drawings of possible kitchens that you were considering. You just sent me pictures of your existing kitchen. And then, you know, very helpfully, you sent me the floor plans of your home. So I have all that information. Did you have any ideas yourself that you wanted to bounce off? Or did you want me to just take off and tell you what I, I would the space or? I would like you to take off. The only uh, thing I did put in there was uh, today, all the kitchens have the um, counter t the counters in the middle. I want to keep my kitchen table in the middle. Okay. So you want to keep your kitchen table so you don't want to open up the wall, which the wall between your dining room and your kitchen. I'm just trying to figure out which doorway that is. Is that the doorway next to your, let's see. Refrigerator. That's the doorway right next to your refrigerator that goes straight into your dining room. So you That is correct. If you said to me, I would like to sell my house for the most amount of money, then I would tell you that the design that would take out that wall would be the answer to that question. That nowadays the people that are going to buy your house are going to be younger than both of us. And they're not going to care about having a formal dining room and a kitchen combined. They would rather have a really big kitchen. But that's something that you want to keep a formal dining room and a separate kitchen, correct? I would I would entertain. Uh, the, the, thing, the thing we do is I have like 11 grandchildren. So mm -hmm. uh, they eat at the kitchen. I don't very often have everybody here, but I, I may often have six, sometimes eight or nine. And then the children will eat at the, in the kitchen and the adults will eat in the dining room. That doesn't happen very frequently, but it happens on occasion. Mm -hmm. But I suppose, you know, I'm, 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 I, I can go either way. Well, if you did do a kitchen version that you were going to open up the wall between your dining room and your kitchen, then you could possibly have two tables in the same room and have everybody in the same room. So that, okay. would, that would be the advantage of that. <clears throat> it's getting to be a little bit more expensive. It's going to be more expensive, not as much because of the construction costs, but you're probably going to end up with even more uh, cabinets and more countertops. So that could be a reason why you might want to keep things the way they are. I'm looking at the window where your kitchen is, and that looks at the back of the house. How I assume, is that the backyard? The window that looks out the back of the house is the large uh, bay window. The large bay window where the, the table is. At the end of the table, right. Right. So, and that overlook, that's the north side overlooking the backyard. The so window that's, that's in above the sink is, look, is looking into woods and that east. Well, I would think if you're going to do the big project, I mean, that would be something that would be that it would be common for us, if we really wanted to rearrange somebody's house, we would embark on a gigantic construction project where we might do things like 
take your bay window and raise it up where, you know, not necessarily lift it up, but have you get another bay so that we would put the sink in front of that window instead. And then that would have you have a huge amount of countertop come down along that wall. Then you come down along with the, the wall where your sink is at presently now. Then you'd have your stove maybe on the wall where the refrigerator is, or some people might even end up closing the window. Well, actually the refrigerator wall, we wanna open up. So then maybe what we right. do is have you come down that whole wall. We would actually close the window where the, where the sink is and put your refrigerator in the corner, move your stove to along that whole window, put an island in the room, and then your dining room would be a gigantic dining room, and you'd be getting the light from the dining room uh, into the kitchen. But why don't I don't know if that's a, such a gigantic production? Why don't we maybe not entertain that today and talk okay. about, talk about what if you kept the two rooms because it's not bad as two rooms. I mean. Probably really young people are going to not care about having a formal dining room, but you still end yeah, up. Yeah, neither, neither do I, actually. Well, I mean, that's the good thing. They might turn your formal dining room, though, into an office. You don't have an like you have this funny office space that's sort of old fashioned that nobody would really sit at a chair and face a wall nowadays. They yeah, would. I have an office. I mean, I probably didn't even send that part of the plan. There's an office beyond the family room, but that's neither here nor there. Well, it is because if you already have an office, now you have an office, so you don't really need the formal dining room necessarily. How about this? Did you have a budget? I ha I have the budget. I ha yeah. So what's the budget? Whatever I want it to be, kind of. <laughs> so <laughs> well, let's just say if you did the gigantic plan. Uh, okay. And it's tough because you're in Massachusetts, right? I am. I'm you're on right Cape in, Cod. You're, oh, you're in Cape Cod. You're on Cape Cod? Yeah, I'm, 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 in, I'm in Harwich. I'm 80 miles out of Boston. And you're, so as you're getting closer to Cape, are you close to the water or anything? I'm about three miles from the ocean and I'm on the lake. Oh, so you're probably in, it sounds to me like you're in an area, the kind of area where the contractors are not going to be inexpensive. Nothing on Cape Cod is inexpensive. <laughs> so so I, it's difficult for me to, again, guess, but I'm just going to, the thing is, the good news is that the price of the cabinetry and the price of the countertops and the price of the, the things that you're buying doesn't change very much. But there's a gigantic difference in the labor costs in different places. So, for instance, if right. you're in San Francisco, even your cabinetry and your countertops and everything else will probably go up 30 or 40 percent. But the labor costs might double. Or my sister lives in Acton. So, oh, OK, uh, so she's, you know, not near you, but also in no. a relatively a more expensive suburb in Massachusetts. Her labor costs were probably at least 50% more than they probably would have been here. So we live in a nice, mm -hmm. we live in the main line of Philadelphia, the expensive suburbs of Philadelphia. Our market is nothing like her market. So just, you know, if I was to say, what's the most expensive version of this kitchen? And you don't really have to necessarily get very expensive. Your cabinetry right now is very expensive, you know. You have custom cabinets. I don't know if you know that. 
I do. Well, actually, uh, Paul, they are not cabinets. They what they did was they put in boards, and then they put the doors in, which are have the uh, the raised panel on both sides, but they are not boxes. I don't know if I'm making any sense. They're shelves with doors. They're not boxes. They're just custom made. They just built the cabinets on site, essentially, and then, Correct. you know, made them whatever way that they felt like it. It's still a box. You can't get through your the cabinet to your pantry cabinet from your desk area. They're just custom cabinets. So you're spanning the three things and they're putting the glass doors on the cabinets that they want and everything else. But that's an expensive way to make cabinets, that they're not pre-made units. So you have relatively expensive cabinets now and your cabinet doors, I'm trying to see, but they look like they're what's called lip doors, where if you were to open the door of your cabinet, there's like a little notch taken out of the door. So part of the door goes into the cabinet and then part of the door sticks on the outside of the cabinet. Is that sort of how the doors that, work? That, that, that is correct. So yeah, they, 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 it's like they've, you know, routed them. It's yeah. not right, the right word, but they've, they've cut them out on all four sides and they right. fit inside that uh, piece so, of wood. That, so the reason that I'm asking you is wood. this, all of these things that you have are the mark of custom cabinets. Do you care about that or are you happy? Would you be happy and fine with cabinets with the doors on the outside of the cabinet? Well, I I mean, these are naughty pine. I mean, they're 50 years old. I mean, mm -hmm. a, I they're mean, naughty pine, so they're made out of a kind of wood that, that wasn't the most brilliant kind of wood to make cabinets out of if you're going to make custom cabinets. But back, you know, 50 years ago, some people really liked that look. It, of course, pine is one of the least expensive kinds of wood, but custom cabinetry is incredibly expensive. So you got a kind of very expensive cabinet made out of softer wood that easily gets nicked and scratched. So exactly. Uh, but, you know, so it was maybe not the best decision if you're going to be getting expensive cabinets. But do you really care about the cabinet doors being recessed into the cabinets? And, you know, what kind of how about what kind of color and style cabinet were you thinking about? Well, I. I'm not going to, uh, if I do cabinets, I'm not going to do this, you know, the raised panel because I want, you know, something different. Mm -hmm. Do I necessarily, um, do you, want, I painted cabinet? Go with do you a, want them to be white? Do you want them to be gray? Do you want, I will, I will go with a painted cabinet. And that was one of the things, I mean, the white and the gray both seem to be out, but I don't want to go with, you know, something, uh, pick out something crazy that's going to be out. Okay. I don't want to stain them again. I want something okay. different, but the white and the gray are out. Okay. Well, whatever. Let, me, let me throw this out. I mean, would I be actually smarter to get a painter in here and paint them? The only thing about painting them is you could do that, and that would be pretty reasonable. Your kitchen layout, certainly, you know, painting them won't be that inexpensive, they're knotty pine, so you're going to have knots on them that aren't good. You know, you probably have to fill all the knots, the painter, to paint them and not have right. them end up that way. Um, right. The layout of your kitchen can't really improve. You probably want to replace the floor. and uh, I do. And you're going to get new countertops. So generally, I would say you wouldn't want to paint them only because 
you know, you're going to end up when you redo the floor and you redo everything else that you're going to be redoing backsplash tile and everything else. The painting is still, if they do a good job, it's going to be almost as much as relatively inexpensive cabinetry would cost. And, you know, so the painting might, Interesting. Cost, you, might, you know, might cost you, let's say $8,000 or something like that to paint your cabinets. And then you'd still have the same floor plan. And then you wouldn't have the advantage of getting brand new cabinets. You'd have to replace all the hinges on the cabinets too. And there'd be a bunch right. of work involved. And probably by the end of the time the project was done, you'd maybe only have saved a few thousand dollars from a less expensive cabinet brand. Or even if it was $10,000, you'll have lost the ability to move things around, which really would have made it a way better kitchen. Because okay, if, so you, so then that's not so basically that's not an option. I wouldn't do it. I mean, it's, because it's, you, it's yeah. crazy. It's crazy to save two thousand dollars and then you know have the have still have the raised panel and yeah. Get, I mean, you know, it's going to be more than gonna, that. The paint that you're isn't going to be baked. But you also still have the older cabinets and the insides and everything. So and, and in your area, painting them and redoing the floor and you know the whole project is going to still be. Uh, if I had a guess, I'll bet you the contractor that does the work, even if they're gonna they're gonna be redoing your plumbing for your sink, they're gonna be doing backsplash tile, you're gonna be uh, replacing the floor, the construction costs probably are gonna be in your area forty thousand dollars or something like that, or yeah, plus. all of this for all of this work, then you might be spending. $10,000 depends on the kind of appliances that you get. Do you get expensive appliances? Do you get inexpensive appliances? I wouldn't be surprised if you spend eight or $10,000 on appliances, but you're in your, and your refrigerator is a tiny refrigerator now. So you'd be stuck with a tiny right. refrigerator. You know, maybe you wouldn't spend $10,000. Maybe you'd spend $5,000 on appliances because you'd be stuck with a very small refrigerator. You're still going to be spending by the time everything is said and done over sixty thousand dollars for the whole project. So I just don't think that that really makes sense to have the the painted old cabinets in that scenario. So so forty for construction, ten for the appliances, and then ten for something else. Well, first the flooring and the backsplash tile, right. sinks, the faucets, the handles, uh, any other stuff. They're probably going to do lighting on your ceiling when they're redoing this. Yes. You're probably yeah. going to be doing a bunch of changes that they'll try to work out. But that's one of the reasons why the construction ends up being 40. So you save all the money that you would have saved on cabinets. And then you have $8,000 maybe in painting costs. So or yeah, I don't know if you include that. And in probably not. that's not even going to be included in the 40. But it's still spending you know more than $50,000. And you've still got a pretty much antiquated kitchen. So Correct. not I would say let's not even talk about doing that. And then let's say that you if you really want to do, did you you pretty much gave me everything I would need to hand draw a gigantic version of the floor plan of what one room would be. So I'll do that just so you could sort of get an idea of what we'd be talking about with the gigantic okay but let's talk about what you would do if you kept your formal dining room and you kept your your kitchen with the kitchen table and what you would do is that if that was the plan so the only thing i mean 
when you sent me this picture, yes, I don't think it's a coincidence that the pictures you sent me don't have any chairs around your kitchen table. Is it because your their chairs are getting in the way a little bit of the? Oh. Because I I live alone, so half the okay. time I just put half the chairs into the dining mm-hmm. room. Right now, there's one, two chairs around the kitchen table, mm-hmm. and there's one at the desk. So most of the time, I just put them in in the other room out of out of the way. Okay. I didn't I didn't think much about that. Uh, well, the thing about putting a lot of chairs around your your kitchen table is anybody sits. If like if if you sit at your kitchen table, you're really too close to your stove. If you're working at your stove and somebody's sitting in back of you, they're a little bit close, right? Yeah, we usually don't, you know, we usually don't. Yeah, I, I, you're right. We don't, I mean, we don't call the kids in until, you know, dinner's on the table. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. It's just, so if someone's you know, trying to cook and people are sitting at your kitchen table, you know, you're getting, yeah. in, you're getting in each other's way a little bit. So, yes, yes. So there's, there's a bunch of different ways to fix that, right? Because if we fix that, then... It can really be a kitchen where people could be sitting at the kitchen table. If this was a family that was buying your house and they wanted a formal dining room and they wanted a kitchen that they could use every day for dinner and they wanted to sit four people in their family at that table every day, but they wanted to be maybe have their kids sitting at the table doing homework and not interfering when they were trying to cook dinner and other stuff. There's different ways that you could get around that. But if I start rearranging things, you know, one of the ways to rearrange these things, your stove is in a particularly bad place. If I put your stove, let's say, on the wall where the refrigerator is. Okay, the reason it's that stove is there is to vent outside. Oh, well, we don't need the stove to vent. We don't need the, the stove to be on the outside wall to vent it outside. So okay. the way we vent it is we, we're going to get your cat. We're going to make your, it looks like your ceiling height is eight feet tall to me. Do you, is that true to you? Yes, know? that so, is true. So we're going to, what we would do is if we moved your stove to the refrigerator, we're going to move your stove to the refrigerator wall. We're going to put a pantry on the side of the refrigerator and move your refrigerator and the pantry to the corner where your stove is. Right. And then we're going to take okay. your, your kitchen table and when the top oh, wait, wait, wait. pantry pantry and stove oh i'm gonna send you a pan, pan, i'm gonna pantry, send you a hand go ahead i was gonna say i'm writing that down pantry and fridge to where the stove is okay so i'm gonna send you a hand drawing of this so you can sort of better understand oh all right okay well, what what this is gonna do is this now, now the refrigerator will be a little bit in the way of the table but you can decide some days you can you can maybe move your table to the center of the room but on a on a, a daily basis what i'm going to do is either i'm going to get rid of all the cabinets that you have where your desk area is and move the table over in that direction or if you okay. really just wanted to tweak things a little bit you could take all the cabinets off of that wall and just make it 12 inch deep pantries along that whole wall. So you had lots of storage space and everything else, but now we can shift your table away from the refrigerator and away from the stove area, and nobody's gonna be sitting there or anything else. 
And your only problem with this whole design is going to be that now your table is not going to be centered in front of the window. So right, and that's what that's why the table is where it is. When they built this house, we didn't build it. I I have put the table underneath where they had put the light. They had a round table. Yeah. So if so I that's why the table is where it is. I mean, oh, I know no. it's not in the best location, but I centered it on the light. Yeah, you centered it on the light and on the window, and that's what they centered everything on. If I put your twelve-inch deep cabinets along that one wall, you'll get tons of storage space over there. We'll have the contractor move your light. So that the, the no location of the table is maybe a couple of feet over from where it is now. And, and it's now mm -hmm. centered under the light, but it's not centered on the, in front of the window. So th that's the bad right. thing. I mean, some people could redo their window. You probably your house is siding, right? Yes. Which you so, can't get. Which you can't which you can't get or whatever. But if you really wanted to make a reduction out of it, you could redo the you could redo the window. But I don't think I would bother. The table won't look so weird or unusual as long as the tape the light is centered on it. Okay. Yeah. And then we'll shift the whole table over. We're gonna switch everything around so that your refrigerator sort of goes over in that corner where the stove is now. So you have another deep pantry cabinet, then the refrigerator. And we have the pantry cabinet on the side of the refrigerator so that when you get a big side-by-side -side refrigerator, the doors can both open and you don't hit the wall or anything. And then you'll have the refrigerator, then you'll have a panel, then you'll have a bunch of countertop that goes down towards where your sink is. And then when you turn the corner, now you'll have a bunch of countertop on that whole wall where the refrigerator is that will have the sink sort of, actually, I mean, a sink, the stove sort of, you know, a little bit pushed towards the doorway, but, you know, not at the okay. end, but maybe like a countertop, the stove, and then a whole big bunch of countertop between the stove and the sink. So now when you're working at the sink, you'll have this same countertop, amount of countertop, or a close, close to the amount of countertop, or at least a bunch of countertop that you have in between the sink and the stove. You'll have a bunch of countertop in between the refrigerator, and the sink, and then your, your table, you'll have a lot of storage where your pantry cabinets are. There's something bad about every design that we do. So what's bad about this design is that you have Yeah, you, you know, you're washing dishes look, looking at a wall. Well, you're, no, you're, you're sink, your sink stays in the same place looking out that same window, right? No, you put it over on the refrigerator. I thought you put it on the refrigerator wall. The old oh, no, I'm putting the refrigerator where the stove is over in that corner. Right, but and you, then the you, stove you is the going sink. on the wall, the countertop. Oh, oh, area, oh, oh, oh. And your sink yeah, stays all right. Just, just ignore, just ignore me. <laughs> oh, that's okay. I mean, that would be <laughs> sorry. Uh, well, no, that's okay. I mean, if you wanted to get really fancy, then some people would take out the wall there and then do what you said. They'd close that window up and you'd put your stove over there and then you'd have your sink facing into your dining room if you took out the wall between the dining room and the kitchen. But we're not we're not talking about that one right now. We're just talking about what would we do if we want to, like right now, when I look at your kitchen, I know where you spend all of your time. You spend all of your time when you're cooking, standing in between your sink and your stove because that would be normally the, the normal work area where you would wash things and then you maybe cut and chop on the countertop in between the sink and the stove. 
And then if you had dishes drying, you'd put them to the, I mean, this is if you're doing it the way most people would, you'd put your dishes. Yeah, that's the way I do it. That's the way you do it. So essentially, here's what we do is we, if we want to figure out how well somebody's kitchen design is designed, we shade their countertop, you know, like a topographical map, according to how often Mm -hmm. it's getting used. So in your kitchen, you've got a piece of countertop between your sink and your stove that's used constantly. And then you have right. the other countertop all around the side of the refrigerator that you're maybe getting coffee at. When you go into the microwave, right. you're, you're, you're using it, but you're not really working there. So right. by moving your refrigerator over to the other corner and moving your stove onto that long run, you're going to end up with countertop that is going to distribute how often you're using it a, a little bit more. And then maybe like right now, you have a hood over your stove, maybe in a smaller version of a kitchen like this, a lot of people would put their microwave over their stove. And you don't have to right. do that, but then it has to go either on a, a wall cabinet, which doesn't look good, or it has to go on the countertop, which gets in your way. If we put it over the stove, it could be a microwave, it could be a hood, it could be, nowadays it could be a TV too. <laughs> It could be a microwave, it could be a fan, it could be a hood, but it could be over your stove and it could vent outside and you'd get your microwave off your countertop as well. If you redid this to give you a lot of room around your table, still keeping your table, giving you at least as much storage as you have now, and then making it a little bit easier to work in your kitchen, that's one version of your kitchen that isn't going to cost you a fortune. It's going to only cost you, um, you know, very similar in the amount of money to the kitchen where you to paint all your cabinets. So. Okay. So what we're doing is we're eliminating the, uh, the storage and the desk. We're completely eliminating the, um, well, the we're not eliminating the it. We're going to give you, we're going to give you cabinets there that you're going to keep. All oh, you the- are. All your food, yeah, we're going to only give you 12-inch deep cabinets over where the Oh, okay. Is. So you're just going to have 12-inch deep pantries along that whole wall. And if you want to get fancy, you could put glass doors in the middle of them. You could even have a pantry on the one side, a 12-inch deep pantry on the one side, 12-inch deep pantry on the other side, some glass doors in the middle, a little bit of countertop if you wanted to have it. But we don't want to make those cabinets as deep as they are and we certainly are. Don't want to have a chair jutting out because we want to move the <laughs> table over towards it. Yes, I get. Yeah, I, I get that. Yeah, and then that will that, give you tons more storage. Yeah, yeah. These, these two cabinets that I have here now, um, actually, one of them is for brooms, which is kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So you don't. And really the other, the other, the other is a pantry. Yeah, these are twenty-four inches. Those. "Quote unquote pantries and the glass that's here. Actually, the glass that's here is twelve. Those three, uh, those are twelve. So it would be, those you know, 12, that that yeah. kind of tells me. So it would be just, you know, an extension of that, which, as you say, does give me room. Gives you a bunch more room, and then you're not sitting there at a chair. So then your chair doesn't have to back up, and that allows you to move your whole table over. And then it's a better working kitchen. It has, you know." Well, no matter what way we do it, it's sort of got a problem. If we wanted to go crazy, we can start rearranging, reinventing the whole wheel. But that's just a very simple way to give you 
a very functional kitchen with more storage, countertop redistributed in a good way. And then you could be eating in this kitchen anytime you want, and you're not going to be disturbing anybody working in the kitchen. Paul, let me stay on that side. So I would like say the cabinets are the same width that they are now or Mm -hmm. approximately. So I would have five quote unquote, like pantry from like floor to ceiling type things mm-hmm. versus versus you know, like obviously we're eliminating the desk, which just out from the 12 inch cabinets. Mm-hmm. Is, is that, is that what you're saying? A, a wall of uh 12 inch cabinets. Wall, in fact, no, no 24 inch. And in fact, no, you could even keep the 24s in some ways when you're going to sit at the table the head of the table that has their back to the window that, yeah. I mean, your table's got to be like almost three has to be 30 inches away from the window for someone to sit there. So because of that, right. that you got to be, 30 inches, you- if, if you're, if you really wanted to, you could have a 18 inch pantry, let's say that was 30 inches wide in the corner and then shallower cabinets. But I think it just looks much nicer to have them all the same depth. Have the, can... have the five of them, 12. What, what, this, what the pictures that, uh, that I shared with you does not show, this is an old library table. So, you know, that's not the only reason I'm keeping it. But mm-hmm. I pull, there's a, oh, let's see. Uh, well, maybe an 18-inch leaf on each side. So that's, mm-hmm. but it doesn't look like it's going to, it, you know, and, and then I'll, I'll use like a bench at the top or a bench on the side. Mm-hmm. That's how I get the 11 kids around this table. Uh-huh. Anyway. So I do extend it when, you know, when a, a bunch of them are here. So one way you could extend it and actually get one extra kid, at least, if not two, is if you push the table up against the window, then that you know you only lose one kid doing that right but yeah it depends yeah but one or two yeah one, well whatever but then you can extend the table if you don't have a seating area there and you're making it wider or whatever you're doing you could put another card table on the end essential essentially and then sit Two more when you I, I hear yeah yeah on the sides yeah the yeah sides. no I haven't I haven't had to do that and eventually, I suppose so. At any anyway, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna do my whole kitchen around one or two kids. Right, and then if, you know, <laughs> they, they're gonna start leaving for college, and then you'll never see them. Then you'll never see them again. That's true. If, if you did do this with the way you're doing it, and you put the leaves in the table and everything else, once you made those cabinets that are 12 inches deep, it will just work better because you'll have a little more room for yeah, your that, that to- make, Yeah, that makes total sense. And every, you know, everything doesn't have to be to- centered on the window. Yeah, I mean, as, so long, as, the, as long as the uh, the light fixture is centered over the table, it will look- Yeah, more- well, I mean, that's gonna get, that all has to get changed yeah. out because I'll be putting in some, you know, some of the, they're always complaining about the light anyway, so. Yeah, but I it mean, will I know look, I have look to more normal. That. That's what sort of justifies the location of the table is if you do have one light centered over where the table is, that will make the table look on a daily basis normal. That even though it's not centered on your window, the light is centered on the table, so it makes the table look like it belongs in that location. So you would still put a light over the table? 
I would still put a light over the table, even though some okay. days when you do have a whole bunch of people over, it might not end up being perfectly centered. If you really want to get fancy, you put a hook on the ceiling for this little bit of a hanging. Yeah, no. And that looks like that looks like that looks like you know, I I, I messed up. <laughs> or even if you don't have a hanging light, you just have recess lights centered over. Well, I'm definitely doing I'm definitely doing recess lights. So you could just have recess lights centered over the location of the table where it's going to be on a regular basis. And that helps it look like it belongs to. And then when you do have your grandkids over and the table shifts a little bit and it moves a little bit for the grandkids when the table gets wider or whatever. So what if the recess lights aren't centered over the table? But if you do. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Even recess lights, if they're centered over a table, they make it look like it belongs. And then that's the location of your table on a daily basis. You know, this is just one real version that we sort of walk through. So I think what you can do is, you know, you have to decide if you really want to consider a gigantic project. And if you want to consider a gigantic project, then it's probably really too big a project to be able to do to get too far on a podcast phone call. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to just hand draw a version of it in for you to maybe mull over just on a floor plan. If you could sort of look at your floor plan and understand the kind of thing that we're talking about. And then I'll hand, right. draw, I'll hand draw this version in too. And then you can sort of compare the two. And then what you do is yeah. you sort of think about it. And then maybe if you decide that you're definitely going to do this, then you go to a kitchen design place that's local to you. Where is Hingham in relation to you? It's about maybe an hour and 15 minutes. Is that the uh, lumber plate? Then you find a place. No, it isn't because that's, no, it isn't, Paul, because that's what I'm going to have to do. I mean, I may have to go to Burlington or, you know, I won't have to go as far as your sister. Right. But. I've uh, I went to one uh, place, you know, a kitchen place. Mm-hmm. I've gone to two. I've gone to two, two actually. J- the first one, the gentleman drew a plans and he he text emailed them to me. Oh, nice. And, and I called him up and I said, I, you know, I said, that's exactly what I have. <laughs> and then I went to the second place. A, a young a lady did it. And I said, that's exactly what I have. Mm-hmm. I, had, I think I told her I'd like to enlarge, you know, like the, the window that's at the sink. Mm-hmm. But there was, it was identical, except, you know, the only thing that they're, they're talking about, well, you know, it's going to be different because, you know, you, you can uh, have the special drawers, pots and pans. But identical, I, ideally... The plan was no different than what I have, except that instead of me putting the pots and pans on a shelf, I I would get to put them in a drawer. Right. The one thing I would say is the layout of your kitchen as it is now is not horrible. So even if they're not changing very many things, I mean, a lot of people's kitchens are just crazy. So your kitchen for its day Nobody was as sophisticated as we are about laying out kitchens as we are now. For its day, yours was top of the line. So them keeping it the same, it's not a crime. 
because it does work really well. But certainly, they they changed it to a, a bigger refrigerator, right? They didn't leave it that like that, right? Oh, that was one of that was one of the things I specified that I said, you know, the only reason I've got an eighteen cubic foot refrigerator is because, you know, that's the size of the hole was there. Right. But they didn't give you. I, a have, I mean, I they, totally know. Did they give I, you a I desk? Area? Did, did they I'm sorry. You, did they give you a desk area again? I don't know. I mean. I don't know if they did or they didn't, but as I say, I, I just I just wasn't impressed. So if you were going to keep the layout pretty much the same as you have now, what most <laughs> get designers, rid of the desk if nothing else. <laughs> well, well, they get rid. You get rid of the desk and you'd make the desk a bar area, and you'd have like a second refrigerator with a glass door on the front that you would either have a be a wine refrigerator or a beverage refrigerator. So that uh, with the glass, with all three glass doors, maybe over the top to make it attractive, but that and right. but keep the pantries there and everything else, and and that would be one way to sort of redo the kitchen that you had in a way that would be more contemporary. Like nowadays, people sit at laptops and stuff like that. Nobody would sit at a at a desk area facing a wall, even if they had the, their right. pens and papers and everything else in the desk drawer. They would just sit at the kitchen table where they had more room and they could look outside and have more light and not be staring at a wall. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I did, and I like your idea of doing the 12 inch cabinet, I love that idea. The only, you know, like I said, I, I put, I, the, the other little note that I put in my blurb to you was that, 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 <coughs> excuse me, that wall backs up to the, um, the laundry room. So uh, accessing water would certainly be possible. So that was, you know, like you just said, you know, either the, the second sink, which it doesn't sound like it, maybe I need, maybe I just need a bigger sink and a bigger window, or, well, you know, I don't no. know if I really need a coffee area. So I threw that out just, you know, just just to kind of give yeah. you, well, you as know, much you information things, as I could. If you kept things very close to the way that they are, you know, you could do the same design and just leave it as tight as it is now, Right and not do mm -hmm. the 12 inch cabinets I had and do the same thing. You could move your refrigerator down to the same location. You could move your stove if you wanted to. You could put the, the water in and the sink where your desk area is and make that a bar area with another refrigerator. And you could do all that. And then it would just be a little bit tight like it is now. And it would be similar right. to what you have, but you'd be flipping those appliances. So there's not like a right and wrong. Some people, don't want the extra space. They'll get a really narrow table. They won't care that it's a little bit tight. It's certainly a little bit better when you're sitting, you know, towards the refrigerator than towards a stove where, you know, if you're sitting, people, you're trying to cook and you're trying to work. And the refrigerator is bad as it is. It's a, at least it's sort of in the corner. And the stove actually is sort of almost a little bit dangerous that you pull the door, you know, you're, you're taking the turkey out of the oven and one of the kid grandkids is sitting at the table and, you know, falls over backwards into your oven pretty much. But yeah, just all a little bit tight, but some people just don't, you know, some people they'll live with it being a little bit tight. I'm a, I'm a freak for space. So if it's me, I'm willing to live with the table off the center of the room and make the 12 inch pantry cabinets, which gives you a ton of, ton of storage for food and, more storage than, you know, one thing about a 12 inch deep cabinet for storage, 
like a pantry cabinet is that when you have the 24 inch deep pantry, it's so deep that you can't really reach all the way in the back. So right. you make the pantries 12 and you open the doors, everything's totally accessible to you. If you put rollouts in 24 inch deep pantries, you actually only end up gaining about as much space as an 18 inch cabinet. A 12 inch deep pantry that ran along the whole wall will just give you very accessible, easy to access and a lot of space without things that have to pull out and everything else. I'll send it to you. You can think about it. You can maybe go to the kitchen places and. Uh, I am. I started the other night, uh, like I was picking, like I, I was going through your uh, printout and I was, you know, doing the double A's to see who, you know, cabinets to see who was in this area. I didn't get too far. So I'm working on that. Who were you talking about in Ham? Is that, is that, was that, that. Um, it's one of the places that we recommend in, in your area. So yeah. Let, let, me, the, let me see if. Yeah, I, I yeah, I have that. I have that. The Hingham lumber in on uh, in uh Yeah. Yeah, I have that Hingham lumber. Yeah. I'm well, going to yeah, I'll go uh, There might be closer ones to you too, it, right? It's, it's the Hingham lumber in Cohasset. I've got. Okay. So those ones are the And then you all, you also said the kitchen and bath gallery in Hyannis. So, especially if you go to the a bigger company that we don't like uh Sarah Bullock, I think, is the one we recommended Hingham and Lumber, and she's like a um, right a, a relative by marriage a couple of times over. But oh, um, nice! And it, it's funny, but uh, the and that's from one that's from my sister's husband's side of the family. But then the no, funny right. thing the funny thing about it is then on my father's side of the family, the cabinet dealer the rep for the cabinet brands that they carry there is another relative of mine on my father's side of the family. So <laughs> that they sound like our government. <laughs> the, uh, I guess we're Irish. And for some reason, you are Irish, Irish what people you are. gravitated towards cabinetry 50 years ago. Hmm. <laughs> they, uh, they ended, I don't know, or, or building, I'm not sure. It's funny, but the rep for the medallion brands and the other brands that the Hingham Lumber Company carries is the rep for those brands all the way from Maine, all the way down to New Jersey, but not in my area. But I, I might use those brands if my relatives were my reps in the area. The, now the one the brands that you use, I think there's only there was only one of them that do that are available in my ear. But as I say, I haven't gone through the whole list. Mm -hmm. I have two quick questions. Sure. What's the difference between? Uh, what, you can say, tell me which I should go for the framed or the frameless. I haven't even looked. Try to find out what the difference in them is. Well, you why, have. Which should I go for? I would always say, unless you want very modern cabinets, like contemporary cabinets that are very ultra modern that are, would be no. slab doors, then there's no reason ever to get frameless. Your kitchen is still here and is indestructible. You're just going to nick and scratch it and get it beat up because it's framed. Framed is okay, when the front of the cabinet is solid wood and the hinges are getting attached to solid wood. That's all framed cabinets. That's why your cabinets are in this good shape after 50 years because they're well-made okay. frame cabinets. And because I took good care of them. <laughs> yeah. And if, if, if they were frameless cabinets, 
they can't last that long. It's just a plywood okay. or a particle board box. Usually they're particle board. Sometimes they're plywood, but they're just a plywood box. There's no solid wood front to the cabinet. And then the doors and the hinges and the tracks are all just attached to the side of the box. So it makes it really easy for the doors to rip out, the hinges to rip yeah. out side of the cabinet and the tracks and the rollouts and all the drawers sort of eventually, you know, start having problems. Okay, but, I promise you the last question. Sure. On the qu quality and the value, which should I go for? Like if one is A and one is B, should I go for the, like the A quality and the B value or vice versa? Am I making any sense? Yeah, I mean, and it's that's a hard thing to understand. It's like we actually have a customer right now that, you know, some of the cabinet brands that we carry, I we rate some other brands even better than the brands that we carry. But right. it's all sort of sub, sub, you know subjective. Like if a brand is a little bit more expensive and it can be really well made, it also then might have a lot of competitors that are less expensive. So it could get mm -hmm. an A and then a B, but it's only getting a B for value because there's some other brands because there's others that are that, less, yeah, that are a little bit less. So it's not like right. it's not great, and it's not like it's not even better than the one that's getting the A. It's just that you probably and ninety nine percent of the customers out there couldn't tell the difference. A, a B plus is not in any, or even a B for value isn't necessarily a bad thing. Right, right. So it, you always want the construction of the cabinet to be at least a B plus. But once it gets to a okay. B plus, it's going to outlive all of us. So oh, I'm 81. Well, right. <laughs> I'm 160, if I get this. Once it's got a B plus for construction, it's like your cabinets now. It's going to last forever and it's just going to get right. beat up. So yeah, I don't you, think you're you the to, same, same as my kids. What you said? Yeah, um, yeah. I said you're the same age as my kids. <laughs> so uh they're they're yeah. the youngest is 50 and they go from there. Um <laughs> so I don't think you have to worry about that. Like if you want a painted cabinet, then there's really inexpensive cabinet brands that will do like a shaker door style or some of these door styles. I know, but but you know, two of my two two my two of my girls. Mm -hmm. uh, have re in the, within the last two or three years have done or four or five years have done complete you know remodels mm -hmm. you know knocking down walls and at but not, yada yada yada. It was I was sitting at one of the youngest kids I don't know around the holidays and, and I said to my son I said they didn't paint the underneath of those cabinets. I mean that would drive me ballistic. And I guess he says, oh well that's we we kind of saved on the cabinet. No. But, they didn't. They don't paint the bottom of any good. The good, the best cabinets, they don't paint the bottom of. So the bottoms Even of the cabinets on a framed cabinet are never finished. That that doesn't. Am I the only one that that, that drives ballistic? Some people it bothers. If it bothers, what you have to do is put a. You have to buy. You have to have plywood installed across the whole bottom of the cabinet. Or you have to get custom cabinets where you make the whole bottom of the cabinet custom and smooth. But usually what people do is put plywood across the bottoms of the cabinets and then uh, put a piece of molding on the front um, for, for light rail. But the, the recess that's on the bottom of the cabinets that's recessed up there 
Usually there's lights yeah. and stuff and, and even wires and things that you're going to see on the bottom of the cabinet because, uh, you know, there there's this lighting that you have that you put on the bottom. Right. Of the and you only see yeah. this in her kitchen. But when you sit at the table, when you sit at Correct. the table, you're low enough that you can see underneath the cabinets. Correct. Because I've been going there for years. And I, you know, as I say, uh, uh, you know, often and, well you know uh, how you won't you want how you won't see the underneath side of the cabinets it's very trendy now to get a table that's higher if you got the table that's the height of the kitchen cabinets then nobody's head will be low enough to see under the cabinets oh my god <laughs> <laughs> and, and actually for older people the higher table is easier for them to stand up from yeah, like when you're so, sitting at your table, it's easy to sit down. Your feet are like a half an inch or an inch from the floor. And then, you know, when you stand up, you don't repeat, you won't have a hard time standing up. It's like toilets, everything. We want them all higher up when we get older. Yeah, totally. So, I, I, that, I, that I've taken care of. <laughs> <laughs> but if you when got I a did, table that was higher, that's very trendy. So my table in my house is the higher height. Huh. So just but, put a block of wood under it. <laughs> well, you have to get a new table. You couldn't use your old table. But if you're at your old table, then you're going to have a line of sight to underneath the cabinets. And then you have to put plywood on the bottom to have it all match. And so that you couldn't mm -hmm. see the lighting and uh, all the under. Usually you put under cabinet lights to light up your right. cabinets nowadays. Right, right. Last question, I promise. Sure. What, what, what direction are we go? What direction are uh, cabinets going? I mean, you know, everybody in the last ten years have done the, um, you know, the white. The uh, yeah. unfortunately, as a kitchen designer, that's still all we sell. I mean, it's not all we sell, but um, now some people are getting different colors. I mean, I like the white. It white will always be popular. It could never possibly be as popular as it's been the last 10 years. But white will always be popular because it's clean. And, and the white nowadays is all painted instead of the plastic white cabinets, the thermoforce white cabinets from like 20, 30 years ago. But also painted cabinets, whether they're white or whatever color they are, they get nicked and scratched pretty easily. But then it's easy to touch up by professional furniture or finishers. You know, they'll touch up somebody's kitchen for $500 around here five years right. or 10 years right. later if the, you beat up your cabinets a little bit. But, you know, it's not like stained cabinets. Stained cabinets, you can hit them as many times as you want, but the color is in the wood, right? It sucked it up. So it's not like yeah. you chip the cut. You'd have to gouge it to get the color off the, the cabinet. So Yeah, and I just don't want stain again. I mean, I've lived with stain for the last 40 years, so... Yeah, so when you get a painted cabinet, they'll be inexpensive color, like in the painted cabinet world. Yeah, I've looked at them. I, I mean, like I said, you know, everything is is the the white shaker. I mean, you, you don't go into any house that it's not the white shaker. And I'm I'm not ecstatic about the white shaker. I mean, I love you know I love my you know the the raised panel of mine. I mean, you can still get the raised panel, but I, I'd like something different. Anyway, all right. Or you could get a recessed panel and not a shaker door style. So you get a panel, you get a door, still very popular. It's called transitional, where you got a profile on the inside of the door so that you have a profile, but then you don't have the raised panel that's a little bit more 
uh, you know, out of uh, style and you have a, a recess right. panel, but then a profile on the inside of the door. And that's very popular too. Re a re recessed door? A recessed, the panel is, the middle panel's not raised, it's flat, but then you still don't have it be very simple like a shaker door. The door has a little bit of a profile around the outside. It just doesn't have a raised panel in the middle. That's a very popular door style now too. Although, you know, shaker door styles that are the absolute simplest in white probably account for at least half of every kitchen we sell is a shaker. Yeah, door I know. White. Both of my girls went with the, you know, the white shaker. Yeah. So, so a recessed panel, you're calling it a recessed panel? So a shaker is a recessed panel, but a shaker door is just totally simple. It's just square or a little bevel. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I really, do, I, if I can avoid it, I don't want. I don't want shaker. So, so what then you, you get, you get, get a, like a, it's called a, you know, a profile on the inside edge of your door. Okay. I have the raised panel. Right now you have no profile on the inside edge of the door. You have a raised panel, but the edge of your door on like, if you go from the raised panel mm -hmm. to the frame of the door, it's just square. Mm -hmm. So instead Correct. of it just being square on the inside edge, you make the panel flat but then you make the inside edge of the door have a nice profile to it. Okay, all right. So maybe all when right. I send it to you, I'm gonna send you a picture of a kitchen with a profile of the inside edge of the door. You're, you're absolutely amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so- Oh, but, I have, you have spent over an hour with me. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem, it's my contribution every week. I'm going to start doing it every other week soon, you know, now that we have a, a bunch in the can. But we'll keep doing it once. So, so, if I listen, so can, I listen to, can I listen to some of the other? Um, yeah, they're on our website. They're on the website? Yeah, on our website. You just in the top, there's a uh, list of all the different cat things. There's our blog. There's our gallery page. There's all of these different areas of our website. If you go to the website off like a laptop, You'll have the tabs across the whole top of the screen will be mm -hmm. all these different categories. One of the categories is podcast, and there'll be a list of 22 podcasts that we did with all different customers. One of them is with another person that does a podcast, uh, Nancy from Home Design, chat with Nancy. But there's all 22 podcasts right now. And then, you know, probably yours, unless we have a some kind of technical error, then probably yours will be put up in a few weeks. And I just click on 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 that on the uh, yeah. Uh, just click on the, the right. cool little thing. You click on it, and then you can listen to the podcast. Paul, thank you, thank you, thank you. All I, right, I, I, I just I can't I can't believe you do this. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, you're welcome. I enjoy so, doing it. Look, <laughs> looking forward to your email. All right, good talking to you. Bye bye. Same here. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to the Mainline Kitchen Design Podcast with nationally acclaimed kitchen designer Paul McElary. This podcast was brought to you by Brighton Cabinetry, high-quality custom cabinetry at competitive prices. For more on kitchen cabinets and kitchen design, go to www.mainlinekitchendesign.com.